Hello and welcome to another Inside the Asperger Studios. Today on the show, I'm joined with Kelly. She is a streamer, a YouTuber, a model, and a pyrotechnician. It's a very interesting show. We get to learn about how she got to where she is now in life and how she enjoys what she's doing. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to Inside the Asperger Studios. I'm Reed Miles. Today I'm joined with Kelly, who is a streamer, a, po- a streamer, a YouTuber, a model, and a pyrotechnician at heart. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you for having me. This is really cool. Now, you said in your streams that you were diagnosed late in life with ADHD. How yes. does that affect your life today? Um, now that I've got the tools to manage it, it doesn't. Um, to be entirely honest, uh, when you, you know, are diagnosed with something like ADHD, uh, you can let it kind of rule your life or you can use tools and figure out different ways to make it so that it doesn't affect you or you can use it to your advantage. And that's what I've done. So when you got diagnosed, was that like your aha moment to why things were going the way they were in your life? Like why you kind of were like sporadic everywhere? A little bit. It did. It definitely helped make things a little bit clearer. But again, it was something that uh, I was able to learn to manage very quickly. And I was very appreciative of the, uh, you know, the, the people who helped me out with that. All right. So let's get into some of the questions now. Where did sure. you grow up? So I grew up in Roseville, California. Um, that is uh, right above Sacramento um, in the heart of the valley. And it was a beautiful place to grow up. So what motivates you, inspires you, and drives you? Motivates me, inspires me, and drives me. Um, This is going to sound very cliche, but the main thing I've always wanted to do in my life is to help people. Find some way that I can give back, that I can encourage people, cheer them on, make them feel special. And that's kind of been my driving force for the last 10 years. All right. What is the biggest compliment you've ever received? (laughs) Biggest compliment I've ever received. Um, I can't pick one out exactly, but I would say it probably has, it's probably a, actually, no, I would say the biggest compliment I ever received was the time that I got hired for a sculpting studio without having ever sculpted anything in my life. The, uh, the boss uh, at the time, um, his name is Matt. He's a sweet guy. He works at a, a company called big statues. Uh, he liked my drawing portfolio so much, said my work was so good that he knew I could sculpt, even though I never had it in my life. And that was just the amount of confidence he had in me simply from seeing my work was just flabbergasting. It was very, very sweet. So did your sculpting come out all right from when you started sculpting? I was made their lead detail artist within three weeks. Wow. That's quite impressive. It was very fun. For someone who's never sculpted before. Yeah. I mean, it was a very small studio, but I was the one doing all of the small pieces and all the little work and then doing the digital work later. And it was it was a blast. I loved that job. All right. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from that experience? Oh, goodness. Biggest failure. 
Uh, let's see. The problem is, is I don't really address anything as a failure in my life because if something went wrong or I didn't achieve something that I meant to do, it either meant that it was my fault and I needed to work harder, or it meant that, you know, it was a learning experience and it was something that helped me learn and grow and build on that. So I'd say I probably don't have any, sorry to, to kill the question, but I probably don't have any one big failure that I would say because I don't dwell on failures. I dwell on the lessons I learned. All right. Very good. It's a very informational thing that someone should pick up is in life is you should never look at anything in your life as a failure, but as a learning experience. Exactly. Yeah. Can you tell me about three influential people in your life and how they impacted you? Yes, absolutely. So I would start out with my two, uh, two of my roommates. Um, excuse me. Apologize. So, um, my two roommates, uh, you hear me talk about them on the stream all the time, Rukon and Socks. Uh, their names are actually Joseph and Catherine. Um, we've been uh, roommates for about six months now, but we have been, uh, Catherine and I have been best friends for about eight years. And I met Joseph this year and he's just an amazing guy. They've been influential in the fact that when my whole life collapsed uh, this past year, um, they were there to pick me up and just help me. And their kindness and their sweetness was just so needed that it was influential and just made me want, you know, just made me appreciate them more. And then my older sister, Lindsay, she is a huge mm. inf influence in my life. She, uh, uh, she is a psychologist. She is a mother. She is uh, a fitness model. She is just brilliant and never stops moving. And that's just with the amount of things she has going on in her life. The fact that she stays so positive and so active all the time is just huge influence on me. All right. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Uh, music, honestly, uh, music rules my world. Uh, I listen to music when I wake up in the morning, when I go to bed, when I'm working on projects. Uh, I, I kind of say I'm addicted to music, but music kind of is, you know, the heartbeat to everything mm -hmm. that I do. And so I would say that it keeps me going. Well, a lot of people, like a lot of people say music is in a universal language. Exactly. Exactly. You you can tell how somebody feels a lot of the time by the music they're listening to. And I think that's pretty cool. All right. If you can turn back time and talk to you, your, your younger self, what would you tell them of her about where you are now? I tell her that we did it. We did what we said we were going to do. It took a long time and it took a lot of work, but we did it. And I tell yeah. her it's going to be OK because there was some, you know, stuff in my childhood that wasn't great. And I'd say that it's all going to be all right. Very good, positive information right there. Yeah. If you can have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? A billboard? If I could put anything on it? Yeah. Oh, no. I'd probably make some really weird joke billboard and put some sort of pun on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee it would not be an informational billboard. It would just make people go, why in the world is that a billboard? <laughs> Okay. What do you think the world will look like in five years from now? Five years? Um, that one's a tough question for me. I would say that we are in a precarious and unique situation in the world where a lot of people are, you know, after COVID, you got a lot of people who are scared, a lot of people who are uncertain. So I would say that that uncertainty is probably going to grow. But I think that the people who have a solid foundation with the people they love and their community um, are going to thrive and get stronger. So we just got to remember to take care of each other. That's really what it's going to come down to. All right. 
What was your favorite subject in school? Art, yeah. definitely art. And it's translated all the way into my life now. I'm now an illustration student. Uh, and uh, like I said, I worked at a sculpting studio and it just, it that is the other half of my life. If, if half of my life is music, the other half is art. All right. And I can tell that from your Instagram, you are very a visual person. I, I enjoy, yes, the visual arts. All right. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Introvert, 100%. And that's not to say that I'm uh, uh, shy or don't do well in public. That's to say that if you follow, you know, the difference between introvert and extrovert people is uh, if they are reflecting inwardly and outwardly. I know a lot of people get mixed up and think that introvert means, oh, they're shy and extrovert means, oh, they're outgoing. Well, I can be outgoing. I can be, you know, engaging. I'm happy to be in crowds. It's more that my reflection always comes from an inner part of me rather than seeing the world outwardly, if that makes sense. It does. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be and why? Oh, goodness. Um, if I could be remembered for one thing, I would want to be remembered for helping people, for, for trying to take care of people and, and, you know, help friends and family and be there for people when they need me. Right. I'd like to be known as reliable. All right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, about yourself, how you got to where you are today? Uh, it was all a very interesting progression of events. Uh, if you're talking about just like the fact that I'm streaming now, is that what we're... Yeah, we okay. are on streaming and even your pyrotechnician side. Yeah. Um, everything that happened to me was, I would say lucky, but lucky doesn't quantify the amount of work that I did to get where I am. Um my sister that really influences me, uh, Lindsay, she actually had a quote that has stuck with me ever since I was little. And it's that uh, success is when preparedness meets opportunity. And that is one of the most important quotes in my life. Um, you can have opportunities dropped in your lap at any time, but if you are not prepared for them, then they're going to pass you by, or you might not be ready, you know, say it's a job interview and you weren't prepared for it. Well, you might not get that job. You always want to go into situa situations as prepared as you possibly can be. So the way that I got to where I'm at right now, um, I was working an office job uh, a few years ago and I hated it. Uh, it wasn't for me. And it, um, I realized quickly that it wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. So of all things, uh, I was I was in school at the time and I decided to go on a study abroad trip to Europe. Best decision of my life. So I quit the office job, went to Europe, came home, felt like a new person. After that, you know, I, you know, delved into my studies. I was, you know, still in school and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And my friend Nate called me up and he goes, hey, there's a job opening up at my sculpting studio. Are you interested? I said, Nate, you know, I've never sculpted my life. He goes, yeah, but you can draw. And so there's right there is the preparedness meets opportunity. I was prepared with my portfolio and I went in and I blew the socks off that boss and he gave me that job. And uh, then I worked at that sculpting studio for a little over a year. And then Nate calls me again one day and says, hey, working with the king of random, you know, of course we had stayed in touch and I knew this. And he's like, but we're looking for a female co-host. And again, there's that preparedness meets opportunity. I spent the last year building and working with my hands. And I was like, heck yeah, I can build experiments. I can do this. So I went to that interview and I met Grant Thompson, ended up uh, working as the female co-host for the King of Random for several, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, several years. And um, that was just 
an amazing opportunity and so much fun. And it was like a family and I love them and it was a wonderful time. And so uh, that didn't end up working out. It was for a few years. And then uh, after that, I started streaming. And because of the following that I had gained with the King of Random, I actually was able to maintain, uh, uh, what's the word? <laughs> I was able a to family. maintain. I was what? Sorry. A family. Not necessarily. This was more that I was able to maintain my trajectory. Uh, I was able to roll that over into my Twitch stream and you know, start engaging with my community a little bit more. And I realized that I just fell in love with being able to communicate one-on-one -on -one with people, talk to them real time and not just film videos. And then mm -hmm. people see them weeks later. It's more fun, more entertaining for me to be able to talk to people and engage. So that's kind of how I got from point A to point B was I went on a trip to Europe. And when I came back, my whole life changed because I was ready for it. And it was a dream come true. That's a very good message for a lot of people out there. Be prepared for anything that comes their way. Success is when preparedness meets opportunity. Yeah, because, I mean, things fall in your lap. And if you, you're not ready, it just slips through your fingers and that's it. You miss out on that chance. Exactly. You grabbed it. You grabbed the bull by the horns and look where you are now. Yeah, it was amazing. Anyways, now we get to some more fun questions. All right. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Hmm. I don't know if I've got a favorite word, but I think discombobulated is really fun to say. <laughs> All right. What is your least favorite word? Uh, can't. Somebody says they can't. It makes me very angry. You always can. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, and emotionally? Uh... That's a little bit tougher to answer. I would say creatively, you know, the other people who are creative definitely make me feel more creative in turn. I like being around creative and positive and um, I like being around people who just want to do things, get things done, you know, make a difference. That that's probably what, you know, drives me. All right. What turns you off? <laughs> uh people who think they can't do things or, uh, you know, are negative about, you know, their situation. It's very important to stay positive, but also to not let toxic positivity take over. You know, you're going to have a bad day. That's fine. That sucks. But if you dwell on it, that's when you get in trouble. All right. What's your favorite cuss word? <laughs> that one I can't answer. That's Sorry fine. about that. Not a problem. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Ooh, sound that I love. I would say music just in general. I love music, but I love the sound of cats purring. And my cats are uh, big purrs. What sound or noise do you hate? All right, so this might come as a surprise. I cannot handle the sound of explosions. Now here's what's interesting. I'm a pyrotechnician. Mm. <laughs> I'm around explosions all of the time, like the sound of fireworks. Now the feeling of uh, being near a, a firework being, you know, around a six inch shell that goes off, it hits you like a, you know, a drum beat to the chest. And mm -hmm. it's really cool. Love that feeling. Hate the loud noise. Loud noises actually uh, make me very anxious. So I just, uh, when I'm working my job, I just have to wear a very good pair of headphones or earphones. Um, I have a sound canceling pair and then I've got really good earplugs that go in uh, underneath them. And uh, that keeps me very calm and, uh, able to work during my shows all right what's your favorite color 
That one's hard because it changes and it would depend on different things. Like my favorite color of a car is red. My favorite color to wear is probably teal or purple. My favorite color to look at changes daily. So if, you know, it just really depends. I, I'm, I'm not a one color sort of person, you know? All right. What's your least favorite color? Uh, mustard yellow. <laughs> All right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, I wanted to be a baker for a while, for a hot minute. I was actually um, a professional baker. I was doing, I was catering weddings and bridal showers and baby showers. That was a ton of fun. I made some wedding cakes. It was awesome, but I never did it uh, anything other than outside of my home. Um, I never, uh, you know, opened a bakery or anything like that. And I thought that would have been really fun. All right. What profession other than your own would you not want to attempt? Uh, Any office job. I've done it, been there, can't handle it. All right. If you could have coffee with one historical figure, who would it be? Who would you choose? Da Vinci. Da Vinci is my hero. All right. Of course, we have a language barrier, but. Yeah. (laughs) What books would you suggest my audience read? Uh, That depends entirely on what your audience likes. For me, I mostly use books as uh, an escape hatch in my brain. Uh, I use books to uh, relax. So I'm not necessarily familiar with as many self-help, self-help books or, you know, uh, nonfiction. I suggest reading fiction if anybody has the time, because it's a good escape and it's very relaxing. Uh, I would say that see what's one of my favorite series very good series that i would say that's uh, good for if you're reading to your kids or mm-hmm. if you just want a really sweet adventure story is uh anything by william joyce uh, william joyce wrote the guardians of childhood they have uh, actually adapted one of them into a movie called uh, rise of the guardians with jack frost it's very cute um, but that whole book series actually holds a very special place in my heart so i would definitely recommend those and finally where can people find you on the web <laughs> so you can find me on Twitch. My name is Calbits. I'm also on Instagram, also Calbits. Pretty easy to find. We stream three days a week and we have a lot of fun doing it. And that's it, people. I'm joined. This is Callie and I'm Reeves. See you next time. Shout out, it's a good year. Get ready to go and you'll